We are glad to welcome you to our video Bible class for March 7. We are in 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I am writing to you, children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Here's what I believe I need to do in this class. Let's avoid the academic quibbles that can go on and on about grammatical oddity or tense in this passage. A lot of discussion has been published about the change in tense. I am writing to you I have written. This reading occurs in some translations and may generate some discussion. In what we're doing in these video classes, I see little value in spending time exploring all of that. There is another question we can handle. Who is John addressing as children, fathers, and young men? Well, I cannot give you their names or location. It strikes us that mothers and daughters are not included, and we can explore that a bit. If John is writing literally of age or gender, adult women and mothers are not included. I think it is better to see this in terms of spiritual age. And therefore, little children would refer to those relatively new in the kingdom. Young men would have more experience, and fathers would indicate those with maturity. The comments of John Stott I find helpful here. He said, the author divides his readers into three groups whom he names, little children, fathers, and young men, and addresses each group twice. He is indicating not their physical ages, as some have thought, but stages in their spiritual development, for God's family, like every human family, has members of different maturity. So these two matters have to do with the way this is written in 1 John chapter 2, 12-14. Now we're going to concentrate on what is written, and I believe there's a recurring theme we're going to see all through this, and it starts here in verse 12, assurance. Verse 12 is a word of assurance. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Let's think of this. When you first become a Christian, I think one of the first things you realize and enjoy thinking about 
is that your sins are forgiven for his namesake. To be free from the bondage of sin, to no longer live in dread of the consequences of sin, there is a marvelous blessing, especially as a young Christian, to just think about what you now have in terms of the remission of your sins. John writes to a group he calls little children about the assurance they now enjoy having their sins forgiven for his name's sake. What a great way to begin your new life as a Christian with this assurance from an apostle, your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Verse 13, I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. Those classified as little children have their sins forgiven. Fathers also have their sins forgiven, of course, but they have known him who is from the beginning. These Christians in this category not only have enjoyed their initial forgiveness of their sins, these are senior believers who've known him who is from the beginning. They know Christ. And keep in mind, this is not just academic knowledge or ordinary acquaintance. They know him in the sense of communion or fellowship. In the next phrase in verse 13, young men are addressed. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. There's more assurance there, see? It may be in many cases young men must be the most active. The little children do not yet enjoy the stability and training to be on the front line. The older ones may lack energy and mobility, whereas those classified as young men spiritually have enough stability and knowledge to do battle on the front lines. John indicates these people termed as young men had been active and had overcome the wicked one. To overcome the wicked one requires strength of faith, walking in the light, testing the spirits, not loving the world, resisting false teaching. These young men, these who are classified as young men, had been victorious in spiritual warfare. And then there is a third phrase in verse 13 that also captures assurance. I write to you children because you know the Father. To come to know God as your Father is, as we said earlier, a marvelous blessing. This is what is elsewhere called the blessing of sonship. And on one occasion, Paul said it causes the child of God to cry out, Abba, Father, Romans 8, 15 and 16, Galatians 4 and verse 6. Here in 1 John chapter 2, in verses 12 and 13, these members of God's family are addressed and given specific words of assurance from John. It says, I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his namesake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him 
who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I'm writing to you, or I write to you, children, because you know the Father. Verse 14. As it appears in the New King James, I have written to you, fathers. And there's that tense discussion. In the New King James, I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. But look now in the English Standard Version. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Some of this may be considered repetitious, but that's what you do when you're giving encouragement or assurance to someone. You tell them again and again the good they enjoy, the blessings they have, and you commend them for the good they have done. This is the nature of encouragement, and so naturally there's repetition. Those classified as fathers have known Christ, who is from the beginning. He existed. He was from creation, before creation. To the young men, John said here in verse 14, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. He's commending them. This is assurance. This is encouragement. There is an immediate practical point for us to concentrate on. Spiritual strength to overcome the wicked one lies in the word of God within us. These young men were encouraged because of their strength, and their strength is connected to the word of God within them. That's how they were able to be strong. To express that another way, you cannot be strong against the wicked one unless and until the word of God lives within you. Let me recommend four things you can begin doing right now to enjoy greater strength against the wicked one. Number one, read your Bible. Number two, take the time to carefully engage the text in personal study, such as we're doing here. Third, participate in Bible classes like this, virtual or in person. And four, use all that you've learned every day in your life. David said in Psalms chapter 1, verse 2, the person who is blessed is the one who takes his delight in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Listen, please, to our text in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because 
you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Here's the way I think we should look at this brief passage. The main idea. John is encouraging the faithful at whatever level or stage they are. He's encouraging the faithful. The Holy Spirit chose these words for John to use to encourage the faithful. I want to say that is a legitimate need. We need to help one another through encouragement to the best of our ability. I need to be a giver of encouragement, and I need to be a receiver of encouragement. And that's the main idea I get from this brief section in 1 John 2, 12 through 14. And to that I will add, encouragement needs to be specific to a person's level of development. We encourage young, new Christians in ways suitable to their youth and the faith. We encourage older people in ways suitable to their level of experience and age. But the main idea is encouragement. Now, later in this letter, John will have to say some very pointed things to those who were against Christ, false teachers. Before he gets to the heavy stuff, the opening chapter and these verses are about foundational truth and encouragement. And here's what I want to do. I want to go through what we've studied so far in 1 John and make a list of statements of assurance. That seems to be a theme. So all the way back in chapter 1, verse 1, John talked about the eternal life, which was with the Father. John spoke of fellowship with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. He talked about joy being complete. So just in those first four verses, there is assurance, eternal life, fellowship with God and his Son, joy that is complete. Continuing at verse 5, Back in chapter 1, fellowship with one another, fellowship with God. God is faithful to forgive those who confess their sins, cleansing from all unrighteousness. This is assurance for Christians. Then you come into chapter 2. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father. Assurance is given here that we have an advocate, and you, you move further into chapter 2. Assurance that we know him by keeping his commandments, abiding in Christ, loving one another, the true light, avoiding hatred. And then we come to what we've just studied. I'm writing to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. I'm writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I'm writing to you, young men, because you've overcome the evil one. I write to you, children, because you know the Father. 
I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God abides in you. This is all about assurance. Having our sins forgiven, knowing him, being strong by letting the word of God abide in us, and being able to overcome the evil one. And this assurance is critical because the next passage says that the world is passing away. And we'll talk about that. We'll take that theme of assurance that flows all the way from the first verse of the epistle into chapter 2, verse 14, and we'll move on further and it will become critical for us to embrace this assurance that we have in fellowship with God through Christ because the world is passing away. And we'll talk about that next time. Thank you for being with us.